0: You are listening to EE e. Times on Air, and this is the new EE e. Times Current. I'm Eric Singer. For today's episode, we like to spotlight Electroda. Electroda is where even experts can learn new things in the world of electronics. Engineers from the novice to the Nobel winner swap problems, solutions, and discoveries that you won't find anywhere else. Electroda, where engineers go for expertise. EE e. Times would like to shout out Microchip. Microchip's comprehensive power management and analog portfolios support your designs with efficient, low power, highly integrated, innovative solutions while streamlining your development process and reducing your design risk. Microchip is power and analog. Today's episode highlights a special report from eetimes.com. Here is Brett Brune, editor in chief of EETimes.com, with Majid Kamra, editor in chief of EDN and Planet Analog.
1: Hello, I am Brett Brune, editor in chief of EETimes.com. Joining me today is Majid Ahmad. He is editor in chief of PlanetAnalog.com. Welcome to the show, Majid. Very glad to be here, Brett. So eetimes.com is publishing a special report called Analog Everywhere. It will start in mid-January and run through March. And we are leaning on Majid and his specialization to make each article a must-read. The report focuses on three main design themes, sensor interface, RF solutions, and power solutions. Majid, would you please first describe the state of the analog market, explaining how we arrived at the need? to prepare this special
2: report? Analog design is truly at crossroads. The past decade was mostly spent on cleverly integrating analog building blocks like analog to digital and digital to analog converters, amplifiers, and phase lock loops into system-on-chip designs. Now, as we are well into 2020s, three giant markets Internet of Things, 5G, and data centers promise to revive the analog fortunes all over again. Especially, IoT as well as automotive and industrial designs are all packed with sensors, which are inherently analog devices. That means Analog content is going to increase at a time where standalone analog devices like amplifiers, data converters, and competitors are on decline in terms of volume shipments, mainly due to integration of analog functional blocks into large, powerful SOCs. In short, analog is still here and its design cloud is likely to increase in the coming years.
1: Thank you for that. And let's now focus on a particularly interesting aspect of the report, the future of analog tool sets in the EDA industry. Majid, can you give us the skinny on this article that I found particularly insightful? The title is EDA Tools for Analog. Where do I go from here?
2: Just as analog design, I see design is evolving so too are EDA tools as they evolve to keep up with the demanding verification needs of next generation system on chips. However, while analog mixed signal and RF design tools have continued to grow rapidly and have hit double digit annual growth rates in recent years, they have not exploded in scope to parallel the range of tools for digital designs. And who did
1: we interview for this piece in particular?
2: Laurie Bulch, uh, Director of Pedestal Research, is one source. She provides some backdrop by saying that the key enabler of digital design automation has been the ability to use abstracted representations of standardized, electronic components to synthesize and simulate designs however as she says while this is a well-established practice for digital designs it's far more it's far more difficult for analog that's because by definition analog operations cannot be represented as just zeros and ones which by the way permits greater design flexibility, but it also means greater analysis intricacy for analog designs. And what does this all add up to, Majid? Well, the EDA industry has not yet successfully developed adequate ways to achieve higher levels of abstractions for analog design techniques, as Bulge noted. Here, it's important to note that there remains a real and perceived mystique surrounding the artistic element of analog design expertise. That's because analog designers maintain specialized skills and knowledge to build custom circuitry with minimum standardized uh, components. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is happening now as a result? Automating all the specialized experience, analysis requirements, and tricks and rules of thumb for making design trade-offs is neither technically straightforward nor, radically, nor readily welcomed by the analog design community. In other words, adapting new analog automation tools even if they can be optimized for excellent performance, will require engineers to shift their mindset and trust tools that promise to offload more of the manual design tweaking and optimization they have accustomed to conduct themselves. And who else is quoted in this piece, Majid? Satish Balasubramanian uh, of Siemens EDA, he sees uh, some recognition of the advantages of a top-down digital methodology for analog EDA tools. Uh, For instance, he noted that there is a paradigm shift underway to adapt digital verification techniques for the functional verification of analog and mixed signal designs in fact Laurie balch also sees some degree of catching up with digital tools in the future she expects that eventually analog design tools will further mimic the landscape for digital design tools that makes sense because with the ever increasing analog content embedded in modern electronic devices, it's simply not feasible for analog engineers to continue doing so much manual design work. But is the industry seeing any progress, Majid? Yes, there are signs of progress. Uh, to take the case of analog simulators, which need to constantly enhance their model parsers to support the latest and greatest chip manufacturing process nodes according to siemens eda's balasubramanian it's critical because analog simulators are used to characterize standard cell libraries which will become foundational digital building blocks for new chips he also pointed to the matrix solver which is the dominant component of the analog simulator especially for large circuits. And it's invoked repeatedly during the simulation. Here, new algorithms are being incorporated to improve metric solving, as well as for parallelization, which can reduce the runtime in circuit simulators.
1: What else will readers discover in this story?
2: Analog chip developers People who actually use these EDA tools are also expressing a sense of optimism. When we interviewed Henry Sino at Analog Devices, he mentioned the lab quality results for virtual analog designs facilitated through EDA tools, which require vast computing power and simulation time. To address this challenge, Analog Devices is employing a digitization of go-to-market engineering deliverables such as data sheets to leverage and thus scale its EDA roadmap. Sino added that Analog Devices is also leveraging web-based tools, interactive content, and complete system designs as starting points. And will machine learning matter? Good question. Because when it comes to key challenges and potential solutions, Laurie Balch has pointed to another vital premise. In the digital design world, we have seen how increasing chip design size and complexity using advanced process nodes and materials necessitates more design automation. However, there aren't enough analog design experts available, and design timelines are too tight for the traditional approaches to continue being sustainable. As a result, as she anticipates, it's entirely possible that machine learning algorithms may become a key to jump-starting new automation options for analog design methodologies."
1: Excellent, Masheed.
2: Let's also give our listeners
1: a taste of another story that they can read in the special report. Analog IPs Automate Integration Tuned to Fab Nodes. This story highlights the collaboration among IP suppliers, foundries, and chip developers for the integration of analog building blocks. What would you say is important
2: to take away from this piece? This story is mostly about how system-on-chip designs with heterogeneous voltage domains are increasingly moving away from custom analog IP to automated implementations. And why is that? Design engineers don't have to worry about schedule slips caused by manual analog customizations. It also saves chip designers several months in the design process while making analog circuits less susceptible to on-chip surroundings.
1: Hmm. But automatically generated analog IP isn't synonymous with off-the-shelf analog IP, is it?
2: Correct. Rather, analog IP generators bring the previously generated custom design blocks into the design flow and employ specialized tools to tailor a suitable IP within ours, that in turn saves a lot of integration time and effort.
1: Well, one of the key challenges semiconductor engineers face when analyzing the solutions, though, revolves around how much analog designs can shrink when moving from one chip manufacturing process node to another. Does the story go into this as well?
2: Yes. Another way to think about it is that there are certain analog building blocks that don't scale adequately to smaller IC manufacturing nodes. Moreover, while digital logic is getting cheaper in modern SOCs, not all analog functions can be incorporated economically at smaller node geometries. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And who do we quote in this article? Ron Lowman at Synopsys is one of the sources in this article. In the story, he narrates how once design engineers start choosing different chip manufacturing processes, speed, power consumption, and cost also become key design considerations. Here, it's worth mentioning that while some analog designs can take advantage of standard CMOS-based manufacturing environments, the smaller IoT designs do require special process technologies, which becomes a key factor when designing analog IP. Majid, what else will readers learn about in this article? At this analog technology crossroads, IP suppliers closely knit relationships with semiconductor fabs matter a lot. Take the case of Analog Bits, which was recently acquired by Chip Designs services company, Semi5. It offers fundamental building blocks for high-performance analog. Analog Bits joined the Intel Foundry Services and its IP Alliance program in early 2022, To support the Intel 16 nanometer process for clocking, sensor, and I.O. AnalogBits also announced the availability of its IP portfolio for Global Foundry's 12 nanometer process node, as well as unveiled plans for analog and mixed signal IPs catering to TSMC's 4 nanometer and three nanometer process nodes.
1: Great information, Majid.
2: What are the future challenges of analog IP? While transitioning from the highly manual analog design process to the automated generation of code for analog IP blocks saves a lot of time and integration effort. It's not without challenges especially when chip foundries continuously move to smaller manufacturing processes. semiconductor fabs are introducing new process technologies almost every six months, and these aren't just scaled down versions of the previous node. They are increasingly complex and structurally different from the previous node. Can you please provide an example of this dynamic? A good example is the new N3 FinFlex technology from TSMC introduced during the Foundry's 2022 symposium. Transitions to smaller nodes have been seen as a major stumbling block for the analog design realm for quite some time that makes the recent announcements from analog IP suppliers to support four nanometer, and three nanometer process geometries a notable premise. However, when it comes to smaller nodes, primarily designed for digital, analog designers will have to do things differently.
1: I've also heard about the coming transition from FinFET to GATE All-Around or GAA manufacturing process technology in advanced nodes, and that it will bring unique engineering challenges like
2: Capacitance
1: compensation.
2: What is involved there? It's a major technology shift, and as a result, analog integration at these advanced nodes will require much higher levels of analog and mixed signal circuit innovation. Furthermore, analog and mixed signal designs at 4-nanometer and 3-nanometer nodes, will demand a new breed of EDA tool chains to complement the traditional SPICE simulators.
1: Well, there is a ton of good information in this and all of the dozen or so articles in this special report. Many, many thanks for heading it up, Majid, and great to see you. You're most welcome, Brett. This report can be found on eetimes.com. And more deeper information can be found on the website that Majid manages called
0: planetanalog.com. Thank you for listening. That brings the first episode of EE e. Times Current to its end. Thank you for joining us. Our EE e. Times Current shout out was to Microchip. Microchip is power and analog. Today's highlight was Electroda, where engineers go for expertise. E.E. Times Current is produced by E.E. Times. The segment producer was Lady Maya Kane. Today's episode was engineered by Taylor Marvin and Greg McRae from Coop Studios and Lady Maya Kane. I'm Eric Singer. Thanks for listening.